This podcast is made on Darawal country, the unceded land of the Wadi Wadi people. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Are you at a career crossroads and thinking about what's next for you? For career change tips, stories and resources, sign up to our newsletter or check out our new online courses at whatshedidnext.com.au. Motherhood was definitely a tipping point for me. I found that I was wanting to understand my children a lot and that again drove that sort of sense of curiosity around being with children. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What She Did Next. I'm your host, Jackie Uwe, and this is a podcast where I talk to women about their inspiring career changes. Have you been rethinking your career after becoming a mum? Do you want to explore what else could be out there for you? For Steph Jacobs, the transition to motherhood was a real turning point in her career, and after having two sons of her own, she became fascinated by the world of early childhood. It was a big leap from her previous career working in HR, but the more she explored, the more her interest grew. Steph ended up retraining while her youngest was still in preschool and returned to work in 2018 as an early childhood educator. She's since gone on to discover a deep passion for working with neurodivergent children and has recently taken a new role in the early intervention space. I wanted to know how she navigated such a big career transition and what steps she took to feel sure that she was making the right decision. I also loved hearing how nurturing her creative interests has helped her career change process and her exciting plans for the next stage of her career journey. She has a ton of great insights for anyone interested in the early childhood sector. So please welcome from the Illawarra region of New South Wales, Steph Jacobs. So Steffi, you have created a very inspiring new career chapter for yourself, which I'm looking forward to chatting about today. But can you start just by telling us a bit about your background and what you were doing in your earlier career? Oh, thanks, Jackie, for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, my background, I guess, historically, the HR sector. So working in human resources across all areas of HR and across a variety of sectors from IT, non-for-profit and hospitality as well. Yeah, really enjoyed that side of things. And you were doing that for quite a few years, I, I was, gather. Yeah, yeah. In between lots of travelling, which definitely broadened my view of the world yeah. and uh, taught me a lot about myself. Okay. And as you said, you were in different sectors. I gather a lot of it was in the corporate sphere, but you did, mm. I guess, dabble in the charity sector as well, which can be a bit of a leap in itself. So what prompted that move and yeah, what was your experience of not-for-profit like? Well, the move actually came and the interest was through travelling, to be honest. I was travelling Venezuela and decided or had planned to do some some volunteering while I was over in, in Venezuela for quite a few months. And the charity that I worked with focused on kiddos, so okay. children that um, were needing support within a very rural, remote village. And I ended up spending about three, three and a half, four months there, which was a real eye-opener, I guess, a bit of a – it just resonated with me working with young children. Mm. 
Um, so that was really interesting. And then I came back and almost tried to push that to the side and get back into corporate thinking, no, I need to, you know, earn some more money and, um, I need to, you know, make this work and climb the career ladder. But then a position came up with a children's charity, Mm. uh, and that, that was quite a tipping point for me to go, hang on, this has just presented itself to me. I really think I should give it a go. Right. So that was the move into a non-for-profit for a while, which I really enjoy, but very, very different to corporate. Mm. As some of your speakers have talked about before, you know, that shift of being able to just hit the ground running and be open to doing a variety of jobs and yes. be prepared to, you know, get your hands dirty and um, be a part of process making and efficiency making and all those sort of things as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, great. But then I guess the biggest shift for you took place after becoming a mum, which I guess was a little while ago now. Your eldest is in high school and mm. your youngest is in primary. So how did that transition to motherhood become a bit of a turning point for you, particularly in terms of your career? Well, I think for me, motherhood is a real <laughs> a real way of finding out about yourself deeply having children in in your life that you're molding and guiding and supporting 24 hours a day uh, is is incredible uh, but it also makes you stop and have a look at what who you are you know and who you want to be for your children mm. so yeah motherhood was definitely a tipping point for me uh, I I found that I was wanting to understand my children uh, a lot and that again drove that sort of sense of curiosity around being with children mm. um, and seeing that my own children were growing up and that they are the the future generation. So that's what sparked, you know, that real desire to connect with this curiosity with, with little ones. Mm. And so how did you start to explore that interest further? My youngest actually went to a fantastic preschool and – I just fell in love with the the surroundings, the values of the the organisation and what the director and her team was doing with these children. And I said to her one day, look, I don't know if there's any chance I could come in and volunteer somehow. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that as a mum. And she jumped on it straight away and said, yes, we have a variety of ways we get parents involved within the preschool. Um, you can come and help us with our book club, our little library club that we have for our children, uh, which just resonated for me because I'm a huge reader for children's literature. I, I love reading to children. And that was the spark. Mm. Um, the team themselves picked up on the fact that I had this real genuine curiosity for children and deep passion and enthusiasm. And yeah, the director said, okay, hey, have you actually thought about taking this a bit more seriously? And and studying and, and getting involved in the sector. Right. Well, yeah, I really love that you started with testing it out because mm. so many people in the career change process, you know, when they're trying to figure out what to do next, they look at the study options first. You know, they start to look at, oh, what am I sort of what looks interesting as a course? But, you know, reality checking that idea is so important because it gives you that clarity, firstly, mm. that it feels right mm. before you then invest in the study and other things. So, yeah, it's really great to know that there was a way to test that out, really, and that it did spark that excitement in you. 
And I know that you also had some good conversations with the director to sort of explore further what a career in that space could look like. So what did you learn, Mm. I guess, from those conversations? Well, I think after that first conversation with her, I raced home, made myself a nice cup of tea and sat down and started doing mind maps of all these different things I could potentially do with children, not having a clue about the sector itself, but just things that I loved about children and and working with them. Mm. And um, I took this mind map back to her, I think the following day or the following week, and she had a great giggle and said, you know, hey, Steph, you've really tapped into some awesome things here and, you know, this is is a great place to start. Have a look at some websites, have a look at some study, and she gave me some guidance around some further things I could look into to actually start that journey of, of working with children. Well, you did go on to retrain and I was curious to know, so you would have still been on mat leave at that mm, point. Yes. Um, so how did you pick what course of study to do and what did you study? I I did a bit of research uh, online regarding the type of study that I could do. I'm a big face-to-face study chick. That's my era. So <laughs> I wanted to find somewhere that allowed me that face-to-face contact. I'm a very kinesthetic learner, so hands-on getting involved. How can I touch and play and learn and put all this into something that's actually going to make me a great early childhood educator? And so I found that TAFE, the TAFE system, was perfect for me. Mm. So I went and applied to my local TAFE. Um, They're incredibly supportive and guided me through the whole process. Um, They had a staged sort of training I guess, study plan as well. So I could do a year and see if the certificate three was enough for me or I could go on and and further the study to get a deeper understanding of childhood development. Right. Okay. And so how long did the course, so you did two courses or you did a certificate and then a diploma? Yeah. So that was two years. Mm. Um, There's a further two years of study I can do and I'm that's still on my bucket list at the moment as I'm juggling a few other things uh, to be that full early childhood teacher qualification. Right. Okay. And how did you find that experience of studying later in life? Like I guess you would have been in your 40s, mm, am I right? Yeah. As you said, you had the kids at home. But I love that you chose, you know, so many people would opt for the online option because it's more flexible. But I love that you went for the face-to-face option yeah, yeah. to partly get out of the house, get away Absolutely. from the Absolutely, the, the pile washing. of washing. <laughs> so, yeah, how did you find the experience overall? Like was it challenging? Was it fun? It was challenging for sure because you, you're juggling a different mindset. You know, study mode is very different to coming home and being mum and available in that space. Um, I love the fact that it was just for me. Mm. That was a real shift. You know, motherhood is about everything but you a lot of the time. And so that study and just time away, getting in the car, driving up to the TAFE, parking, having my coffee from the local cafe and building my own routine during that study time just was great. Mm. It really helped me explore you know, myself better. And Mm. um, I felt a real confidence in learning as a mature age student. And that really came through, through my academic studies. Mm. Uh, I received an award and yeah, I was really proud of myself, which was, which was great. And then I guess, of course, comes the process of landing your first job. So for you, I mean, that would have been, you know, not only re-entering the workforce, but starting over in a whole new industry. Mm. So how did you go about finding that first job and was it hard? 
Oh, was it hard? <laughs> Personally, yes. Although every door that I was knocking on was saying, yes, 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 we'll take you because there is a, a need in the early childhood sector for good educators. Mm. Um, and they could see my value in my lived experience. Right. So whilst I was feeling like a little junior, uh, with no experience, the actual directors and team leaders and people within the organisation and the sector were saying, no, go for it, the sky's the limit. Okay. Um, so that was that was really interesting to sort of switch switch that on. Yeah. And so you were going for interviews, like was there a lot of jobs advertised? How did you sort of decide what to go for? Yeah, well, actually the preschool that I my son was in, they were grabbing, they grabbed me. Right. <laughs> okay. So they, they uh, as soon as they heard that I was studying, they they said, you know, we, we don't want to lose you. So that was great. And then I, I also put myself on what's called, you know, a casual pool. So I was able to pick up casual work and get a variety of experience doing that casual work to mm. really feel if I wanted to work in a long daycare environment or a preschool environment or a support role with neurodivergent children. So a real there's just so many different roles I guess you can move move into within the early childhood sector and that, that casual pull allowed me to to get a bit of a feel for what I wanted to do. Right, yeah, because I was going to ask, like, had you particularly wanted to work in a preschool or is that sort of the best starting point, you know, to get a foot in the door? But it sounds like there was lots of options even within the preschool space. Yeah, and I think it, it depends on the age group. You know, I'm a... I love to have a bit of a chat with, with children and I think that preschool age of sort of three to five, three to six is just such an incredible time of development for mm. children. There's a lot of um, growth going on, not just physically but emotionally and socially. They're learning how to, you know, build relationships and friendships and there's a lot of nurturing going on and a lot of amazing funny little conversations and that's that's my happy place with them I guess mm. yeah I imagine it's a very fun job whilst very challenging of course in all sorts mm. of ways you know for someone like yourself who is creative and as and nurturing I imagine it's a very fun place to be <laughs> and do you remember how it felt to walk in on that first day you know it's quite a big shift obviously from your very corporate career mm. that you'd had and although you'd had that transition period of motherhood and study I mean yeah do you remember how it felt on that first day or that yeah. first week I was terrified yeah mm. really terrified I remember sitting in the car trying to take a few deep breaths with my you know bag that was jam-packed full of every book I think I'd ever purchased for children <laughs> and and you know creative bits and pieces and craft and arts and yeah I had this bag of goodies ready to go and it all just uh, washed away, I think, within the first, you know, hour of being in that space and realising this is actually what I want to do. Mm. So that that realisation of going, hey, this is, this is it for me, um, it was the start, I guess, the start of something really exciting and mm. I felt really excited, oh, that's which so was which was awesome because not that I wasn't excited being a mum, but it was a real personal, okay, this is a deep connection going on here and I'm I'm exploring this and it's the start of a new journey for me. So mm. it's really exciting. Well, I love that because, you know, as you say, it is 
you know, it is an ongoing journey, I think, that career change process. Like you've obviously done the study and you've made that first step, but I think what's interesting about your story is that you've continued to explore and see what feels Mm. right and, you know, I guess naturally you learn about opportunities that you may not have even realised was in that space before. Mm. More recently you have shifted into a very interesting role. So you were at the preschool, I think, for a few years, but you've now landed what seems like a dream role in a, in the allied health space. Mm. And as you said, you've discovered a real passion for working, particularly with neurodivergent children. So can you talk a bit about the work that you're doing now and, and why you love it? Mm. Yeah, it is. It's amazing, Jackie. Um, and you're right, I do work with neurodivergent children and their families, extended families, supporting them however they need it really. I guess my role is very much an allied health assistant. So I get to play with children all day. Mm, (laughs) It's brilliant. And I get to have fantastic conversations with mums and dads and grandparents and support workers that are helping guide these little lives Mm. um, so they can be the best that they will be. It sounds like quite a different role in a sense to what you were doing. So what kind of shift has been involved there and how did that slightly different interest come about? I think in the preschool side of things when I was doing casual work, I was drawn to neurodivergent children. Mm. Um, I love their curiosity around life and I love how they socialise and process things in their own way and just tapping into their world as really, really fascinating. Mm. So for me, it was, I remember having a conversation actually with a school mom in a playground about really wanting to explore that space, but not knowing how to do that. And she's a GP and she said, look, I know a company that I think you should jump on their website and have a look and see what they do. They're doing some really interesting stuff with early intervention Um, and she gave me the name of the company and that afternoon I went home and jumped online and started reading about uh, the programs that they do with families, um, the multidisciplinary team that they they have with speeches, speech pathologists, exercise physiologists, counsellors, school readiness programs, all of that, I guess, support network around a child that can be so important Mm. in that that early stage of life when they're needing some help and the following morning I woke up and there was an advert on seek for this company for an allied health assistant so I saw that as a sign yeah and I applied I had to apply by putting a video together I was terrified actually (laughs) videoing myself and talking about myself and my experience and they took a risk and I think I took a risk and we met up and and interviewed and yeah the rest is history I've just jumped into this you know next part of my journey which is working with uh, neurodivergent kids and their families. Wow well see I as I said this is why you know I think it's so interesting for people to hear this because if you'd sort of seen that role you know, before you'd studied or even straight after study, it's probably not something, Yeah, one, you would have known you're interested in or two, felt qualified Mm -hmm. for. Yeah, But just by starting that process of exploring initially just the early childhood Mm. sort of world, but just continuing to discover, I guess, the layers within that and Mm. all of the different ways you can go. Because people, we know, I think we have pretty limited 
knowledge of what jobs are even out there, right? Like we have these very broad sort of sense of Mm -hmm. you can be a teacher or you Mm -hmm. could be, you know, a doctor, whatever it is. But, you know, there's often so many interesting areas and avenues within each sector that you really don't know until you start, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true, Jackie. And they often say, you know, there's this top role of a managerial role or a you know, an early entrance sort of role, but there's just so many layers in between within most sectors, but yeah, definitely within early childhood that you can explore. And so what's next for you, Steffi? I mean, where do you see your career headed over the next few years? Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, I guess my current role, I am finding I'm very drawn to the family support side of things within within the, the role itself, uh, loving having conversations with families around what we can do, building their capacity as mums and dads and grandparents to work with their children, play with their children. And so that is, I guess, presenting a bit of curiosity around further research on maybe studying a diploma in counselling mm. and family therapy. Yeah. Um, very early stages. I'm sort of bouncing ideas off with my my boss at the moment, um, who's very supportive. And yeah, watch this space. Exciting. <laughs> so, Steffi, just a few final questions to give some tips to our listeners today. So, if someone listening was interested in making the leap to work in the early childhood sector, what tips do you have for them? Well, one tip I've found very interesting throughout the whole process is I've been tapping into my creative side mm. um, and have been taking guitar lessons throughout well, yeah, for the last few years, just once a week. Um, I'm actually still doing them on Zoom because I've moved from Sydney down to the Illawarra area and I can't let go of my fantastic guitar teachers. So we're doing <laughs> Zoom lessons, but that creativity every week once a week, logging in and having my my space to let the creative juices flow, I think has really helped me tune into what it is that, that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely hear that. I mean, you know, one of the key things that I've been teaching in sort of career change workshops and mentoring sessions is like in whatever way you can, stepping out of that daily churn, Mm. you know, like for some people it is a period of mat leave or a sabbatical or, you know, but that's I think that's such a great tip because it's something pretty much everyone could, you know, try and get into their week. Yeah. And it is just clearing that mental white space, I think. And if you're a creative person, as you say, get your creative juices flowing, like that's when possibilities start to bubble to the surface, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I've even found some of my guitar lessons turning to musical children's songs by the end of it. Oh, (laughs) really? But, um, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's definitely – it's another part of your brain, obviously, as well, scientifically. You know, that creative side is just such a, a space that opens you up to yeah. curiosity. I love that. Mm. And I guess, I mean, we've talked a bit about sort of the study you can do, but if there was anyone specifically interested in, yeah, exploring that early childhood sector, is there a first step you'd recommend? I would definitely jump on the website of Early Childhood Australia. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah, amazing for 
all resources to do with the, the sector itself. Mm. And, you know, there, there's just, yeah, there are very, uh, there are a lot of options. So I'd start there. And I guess we know there's a lot of things that can hold women back from making a change, like even if they really want to make it. And that can be an external barrier or, you know, their own self doubt. I mean, what would you say is the biggest barrier you had to overcome to make your career change? I would say self doubt. Mm. That's always been, sitting on my shoulder, a biggie, I would say. And where do you think that comes from? Because you're very capable. You've done incredibly well in your HR career. You know, you're a smart, capable person. (laughs) So have you sort of reflected on where that's come from? Yeah, I think I have always grown up with pretty high standards. Mm. And so that, that risk of failing, you know, being unsure about what's around the corner, uh, was definitely there for quite some time. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably where it's come from, but it's been really good to start moving that off my shoulder. Yes. And, um, you know, being comfortable with the, the uncertainty yep. and getting my head around the fact that the journey and the process is actually part of the career. Yes, exactly. And it is that, you know, through taking those actions, like that's where the confidence I think starts to come. As you said, once you had that first hour in the center, Mm. (laughs) you knew you were in your right place, but Mm. all of the thinking or overthinking Mm. in the lead up to that, you would have felt very differently. Yeah. I mean, I guess for anyone that's still in that self doubt phase or the worry phase or the uncertainty phase, is there any sort of advice you could offer or a lesson learned to sort of help? help women or people get past that? Uh, yeah, look, I think for me it's about getting your hands dirty and getting stuck in. Mm. So whilst you might be feeling nervous and scared and second-guessing yourself, take one little step, go and volunteer, mm. read a book, mm. go back the next week, read two books, yeah. and you'll find that that, that self-doubt starts to slip away. Yeah, I guess it's that thing. It may not completely go, but Mm. (laughs) I think you start to get more comfortable with that feeling and knowing that you're going to be okay. Yeah, and it's, I think, aligning. You know, I felt like I really had finally aligned my personal values and beliefs Mm. with a role that that was going to work. Well, I wanted to ask, what's the best part about your work life now? Oh, Jackie, look, I get to work with, you know, fantastic professional work colleagues across a multidisciplinary approach. So no two days of ever the same. So that variety is brilliant. I feel like I'm aligning, you know, my old, my lived experience and my skill set and my values all into one role. Mm. And I'm, I'm helping people, which is, which is what I love to do. Mm. Um, as well as, you know, growing as a, as a woman in her forties. Um, my my journey is still continuing as far as my career. So that's exciting. Beautiful. So, Steffi, if people want to find out more about the work you're doing now or the early childhood space more broadly, I mean, we did mention the early childhood website, mm. but do you want to just sort of remind people where they could go to, yeah, start to get that uh, bit more of an understanding about the sector? Yeah, for early early childhood, definitely earlychildhoodaustralia.org.au. Mm. And the organisation that I'm currently working with is Necessity Kids and their website is necessitykids.com.au. And they're a fantastic group of people to have a chat to about early intervention and working with children. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your story today, Steffi. I've loved chatting with you. Oh, thanks, Jackie. (laughs) Thanks for joining me for this episode of What She Did Next. You can find all of the details about today's guest in our show notes. And if you're thinking about making a career change of your own, then you might want to check out our new online courses or subscribe to our newsletter at whatshedidnext.com.au. We're also on Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn at What She Did Next Podcast. What She Did Next is produced and hosted by me, Jackie Uwe, with production support by Perth Digital. Thanks for listening. <laughs>